many times they seen it, but they did not see it. Having eyes, they fulfill the prophecy of the book of Isaiah. Christ said that you have eyes that you see not and ears that you hear not. Why? Because of the hardness of their hearts. Welcome to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. This morning, join him as he talks about Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, and the testimony of Christ. Visit us at crossroadsministries.webador.com for platform links, links to sermons, and our monthly devotionals. Good morning, and thank you for tuning into the Walking by Faith podcast. I'm the Reverend Mark Hawks. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you. We ask you, Lord, to bless the reading of your word. In Christ's name we pray. Uh, the 10th chapter of the book of Matthew, right the beginning of the 10th chapter of the book of Matthew, in verse 1, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against the unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases. Now skip on down in verse 2, 3, and 4. Just reads and lists the name of the disciples. And begin in verse 5. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter you not. Verse 6, But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go preaching, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Now, if we would, let's turn over here to the book of St. Luke chapter 10. Now, it's pretty much the same thing. All of the Gospels lay out and talk about Christ calling his disciples and sending them out. In the 10th chapter of the book of Luke, he sent them out to do and to preach the Gospel. The disciples come back in the 10th chapter of the book of Luke, and they are rejoicing. They're happy. And they have very very good reason to be happy. And they're, and they're amazed. And they said, even the demons, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. And Jesus, he doesn't rebuke them for that. He just simply says to them, he says, Rejoice not that the demons and the devils are subject unto you through my name, but rather rejoice that your names are written down in heaven. And then he says in verse 21, In that hour, Jesus... Now notice this, and Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank you, Father, O Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hid these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. And, and I just want us to think about this just a minute as I continue. Notice that he says that these things have been hidden from the wise and prudent and have been revealed unto babes. In Psalms chapter 8, verse 2, there's a prophecy or in the Old Testament and it writes and it says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings you have ordained strength because of thy enemies. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter 21, verse 16, And Jesus said, Have you never read? Out of the mouth of babes you have perfected praise. In Luke chapter 9, we have another account. And Luke writes and says, And then he called his twelve disciples and gave them power and authority over all devils to cure diseases. Now notice this. And whosoever will not... That's just Christ speaking now. He calls the disciples, sends them out. And whosoever will not receive you, and you go out of the city, shake off. Notice what he says here. Shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. You know, preaching the gospel is a glorious thing and a wonderful thing. The Bible says that God chooses that through the foolishness of preaching that men should come to Christ. As a matter of fact, book of Mark chapter 6. Again, another account of him calling the disciples together. And verse 7. Mark chapter 6, verse 7. And he says that he called them the twelve, and began to send them forth two by two, and gave them power over unclean spirits. 
Now skipping down there to verse 12. Very n- noticeable verse here. These are the words of Christ. And they went out and preached that men should repent. That's still the message today of the gospel. That men should repent. And I'm going to flip on over here to the book of Matthew chapter 11. Now after he sends them out not to, not to the Gentile world, not to the Samaritans, but in verse 6 of the 10th chapter of the book of Matthew, what I just read, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He came. His primary mission when he came into the world was to into his own people. The Bible says John wrote and said that he came into his own, but his own received him not. But to them that received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those that believe upon his name. So his primary mission when Christ, the Savior, was born into the world, to present himself to his people. But many times they seen it, but they did not see it. Having eyes, they fulfilled the prophecy of the book of Isaiah. Christ said that you have eyes that you see not and ears that you hear not. Why? Because of the hardness of their hearts. So many times these things were shrouded in a mystery because they simply chose not to believe. We find here in the book of Matthew chapter 11, after the 10th chapter, he sends them out to the, not to the Gentile world, but to his own people. And then he says this in the 11th chapter, verse 20. Now notice this. After he sent them out and they come back, the disciples come back. And it says here in the, in the 11th chapter of the book of Matthew, verse 20, then he began to upbraid the cities because they repented not. What does the word upbraid mean? It means to denounce. Christ began to denounce, reprimand, or criticize them because they repented not. Notice what he says here. He says, For early I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. He said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So when someone preaches the gospel, and you don't believe the gospel, and you reject the gospel, And you hear the true word of God. In reality, I have become your worst enemy because it is a witness and a testimony against you. Because once you've heard the gospel, what you decide to do with it is your own free will and you're accountable to the Lord. We find here, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18 says that the preaching of the cross is to them that preach foolishness, but in those which are saved it is the power of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18 and 19 for it is written I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent he says has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world for it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe turn me here to the 19th chapter of the book of Luke verse 35 and they brought him to Jesus and they cast their garments upon the coat and they set Jesus there on and this is Jesus's what they call the triumphant entry into Jerusalem and as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And when he was come nigh, even to the descent of the Mount of Olives, and the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and to praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees, verse 39, and some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. Verse 40, And he answered, and he said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. 21st chapter of the book of Matthew, we have the same story told from Matthew's account in verse 5. Tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold thy king cometh. We find here that Christ enters into the city called the triumphant entry. Actually, it's really the triumphant exit. Once again, Christ is presenting himself to his people. He is presenting himself to his 
his people. And he's also fulfilling prophecy. Because in the book of Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9, prophecy was given rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king comes unto you. He is just having salvation. Hosanna means admiration, praise, and joy. And that's what they were crying. They were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, to glory to God in the highest. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. This was a prophecy fulfilling the entry into the city. Here Christ once again is presenting himself to his people. Remember in the book of Luke chapter 13 verse 34, Christ was, I've had pictures, portraits of Christ sitting and he's looking over and below is the city of Jerusalem. And he says in the book of Luke, chapter 13, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killed the prophets and stoned them which are sent unto you. How often would I have gathered you under my wing as a hen does gather her chicks or her broad, but you would not. And he says, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. So this is a fulfillment of Scripture. The king, the king comes riding upon a donkey, a donkey. Donkeys are portrayed as symbols of service, suffering, peace, humility. This is amazing how God works, that God has hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and has revealed it. As a matter of fact, in one of the Gospels, it states that the Pharisees and the hypocrites did not like to hear Christ, but it states in one of the Gospels that the common people heard Him gladly. So he comes here and he presents himself to his people. This is what he's doing. This is his present presenting himself to his people one last time. At the beginning of Jesus' ministry in the book of St. John, chapter 1, verse 29, the testimony of John the Baptist. He was baptizing in the river of Jordan for the repentance of sins. And then in John chapter 1, verse 29, John's testimony, John the Baptist, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. In the fourth chapter of the book of St. John, chapter 4, verse 29, we know the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, that his disciples had went into the city to buy food. And he was at Jacob's well, and they struck up a conversation. And she dropped her water pot, and she ran into the city and said, Come see a man told me all that I've ever done. That was her testimony. Paul's testimony in the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 11, But I certify, brethren, that the gospel which was preached to me is not after man, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it by the revelation of Jesus Christ. John the Revelator, John the Beloved, John was banished on the island of Patmos for the testimony. It says here in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 2, Who by record the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. John, John writes here in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 11, And they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Jesus says in John chapter 5 verse 34, But I received not testimony from men, these things that I say that you may be saved. And Nicodemus comes to him by night. And Nicodemus being a learned man, an educated man, he says, How can these things be? And Jesus said to him in St. John chapter 3 verse 10, Jesus said, Are you a master of Israel and you know not these things? Verse 12, I have told you earthly things and you believe not. How shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? He that comes from heaven is above all. Verse 33, He that has received his testimony has set to his seal that God is true. John chapter 6 verse 37, Christ says, All that the Father gives me shall come to me that come to me. I will in no wise cast out. St. John chapter 8 verse 33, the Jews say to Christ, We are Abraham's seed, and we've never been in bondage to any man. What do you mean we shall be free? Jesus said, Whosoever commits sin is a servant of sin. I know that you're Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. 
St. John chapter 7, verse 7. The world cannot hate you, Christ said, but it hates me because I testify of it that the works are evil. Jesus says in St. John chapter 2, And Jesus said, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. But Jesus spake of the temple of his body. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them, because he knew all men. The Bible says in Psalms 107 verse 2, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. In the 53rd chapter of the book of Isaiah, the hand of God, we see the suffering Savior, the suffering Messiah. It says here in the 53rd chapter of the book of Isaiah, All we like sheep have gone astray, verse 6, and we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. This is the prophecy of Isaiah, 700 years before Christ came. He was taken from prison and from judgment, verse 8. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken, verse 9. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Yes, my friends, it pleased the Lord. It pleased God the Father to bruise his son. He was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. He took upon us all the wrath of God, so that you and I will never have to face the wrath of God that we could receive the forgiveness of our sins through Christ Jesus. It pleased the Lord to bruise Him. And this is marvelous. This is the work in the hand of God. The Bible tells us, turn with me here to the book of Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. The Apostle Paul writing, Now this is the mystery of God. This is the wonderful ways in which the Lord works. Blotting out. Paul writes, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us. That means all the sins. All the sins that we were guilty of. Your sin. My sins. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I know that modern man doesn't like to hear that. I know that religious people don't like to hear that. But they need to hear it. Because if they haven't made their call and election sure, then Jesus one day may say to them, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. The Apostle Paul writes and said, Blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us. He took it out of the way, having nailed it to his cross, and having spoiled, verse 15, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphant over them in it. The greatest victory was at Calvary. The greatest defeat for Satan was at Calvary. It was finished. He lifted up his eyes. He cried, My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? The reason why God forsake him? Because he became sin for us who knew no sin, that we could be made the righteousness of God in him. He took it all. He bore it all. He finished it all. He cried. And he said, It is finished. That means it is accomplished. All that the Father gave him to do, he accomplished. Paul writes here, And I, brother, when I came to you, not with excellency of speech, nor of wisdom, but he could have. He could have came with them, speaking great enticing words and big words, great words that nobody could understand. The Apostle Paul could have. Yes, he very well could, because he was the most educated of any of them. And he said, I, brother, when I came to you with excellency of speech, or of wisdom, not with excellency of speech, or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8, he writes, Which none of the princes of this world knew, for if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. 
My friends, I hope and pray that you will trust Christ. I thank you so much for being with us today. May the Lord richly bless you until we meet again the next time. God bless. you have enjoyed this sermon by Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries on the Walking by Faith podcast. Tune in again Sunday, July 4th at 11 a.m. on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, and many other platforms. All platform links can be found on our website, crossroadsministries.webador.com. Donations for the ministry are always appreciated and accepted. Please mail any donations to Reverend Mark Hawks, P.O. Box 402, Sparta, North Carolina, 28675. You can also follow Crossroads Ministries and Reverend Mark Hawks on Facebook. Because we walk by faith, not by sight, we hope this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday. Mm-hmm.